0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen to episode number 67 of Let's Go Racing with David Stocks. I'm Eric Jones here. We're so glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, our buddy Jonathan Feld is going to join us and hang out for much of the show today as we will dive into all the latest happenings in the NASCAR world. A look back at this weekend's race at Kansas and a look ahead to this weekend's race at Texas. Also, we'll have our news and notes and our Ask David segment coming up at the end of the show as well. Let's go racing with David Starks, presented by Ticket Smarter. Mm-hmm. Ticket Smarter, Kevin Boris, the primary sponsor this year of David's 08 Ford Mustang. And we want to tell you a little bit about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck race throughout the season. Visit TicketSmarter.com for more. That's TicketSmarter.com. David Starr joins us right now. David, how are we uh, feeling? You had an off weekend here at home, but... You certainly weren't <laughs> not occupied by any means, as you guys had a busy, busy weekend out at the racing school.
1: Man, we did. We had the C10 nationals and uh, at the Texas Motor Speedway Friday and Saturday, and we uh, we were we gave a lot of race car rides and had a lot of people riding the limousine. And uh, man, it was it was uh, incredible weekend, but it was hot, Tyler. Man, it was hot, you know, and. Uh, man it was 97 degrees on friday and i think it was 99 degrees saturday but man what a lot of fun and made a lot of people happy gave a lot of race car rides it was just a great weekend and uh, you know got to hang out with my boys and uh, my two little boys came out to the racetrack and uh last night our dallas mavericks uh advanced and that was kind of cool and uh Man, I think somebody has a birthday coming up. All kinds of cool stuff going on for us, for us guys here.
0: Yeah, we will uh, bring <laughs> in the the uh, birthday boy himself as uh, it is age advancement Day for uh, Dominic Oregon as he joins us right now. Dom, happy birthday to you, my friend. Always uh, a pleasure to have you on with us. Uh, are you feeling any older? how's it How's it feel?
2: Appreciate that. No, I take some great advice I heard back in October from somebody on the show. You got to live every day like it's your birthday. And that's how I try to live every day. <laughs> no, just another day, but certainly blessed to, to have another day on this rock. And, hey, you know, woke up. I'm alive. It's a great day. So, no, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. yeah. We'll bring Jonathan in, in uh, just a moment. But before we do, uh, David, uh, looking back uh, just uh, about the racing school, before we dive into the business of the day and such, tell us about uh, how that went. You guys were uh, – Part of a Chevy event that was going on as well at the uh, racetrack, I believe. Tell, uh, tell the folks about that and just the, the turnout that was there.
1: Man, it was a great turnout. You know, I didn't have, uh, you know, C10 Nationals. I guess as these C10 Chevrolet pickups are pretty awesome, man. They're, I mean, I've seen all kinds this week. It was amazing. And then all the vendors that were there uh, and, and the apparel companies and the food was just incredible. And the turnout the fans to come out and see these trucks uh, from all over the United States uh, it was just amazing. And uh, we were able to give race car rides and, and uh, all the fans that came there. Uh, once they, we cranked up the cars and, and and gave our first couple of race car rides, man, they uh, just like the gates opened, and here they all came. It was incredible. And uh, we gave eight four lap race car rides. And then uh, we, we, we cut an NASCAR race car in half years ago, I'd say 20 years ago, and uh, extended it and put 12 seats in it and it's, uh, it's really popular with the kids and the families and that uh, was incredible. but what a, what a fun time and uh, to be able to share what we all love uh, our sport and let some, put somebody in the pasture side of an NASCAR race car and give them a ride at up. 163 miles an hour it's pretty cool pretty awesome experience and uh man you know we had women men fathers you know sons and daughters just you know everybody get out and it was just uh it's amazing to hear their comments some are hollering and screaming some are some are really cussing real loud enjoyment (laughs) you know it was just it was just it was just really cool and uh It was just a a fun weekend to to do that. Uh, My off weekend, I can't think of a better place than to be back at the racetrack on my off weekend. So it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, very cool. Uh, Great stuff there. And if uh, you want to feel the experience of a real NASCAR race car, check out TeamTexas.com for more information. That's TeamTexas.com. Dominic, uh, go ahead and introduce us to Jonathan. Uh, He's somebody that the three of us know so well. but. Uh, maybe the audience doesn't know. Tell us uh, about Jonathan and how far you guys go back
2: here. I had the pleasure of knowing John the longest of the three of us. Our friendship relationship goes back to 2009. We've known each other for a long time. Started out with making YouTube videos and sim racing. And if you listen to the show every week, more often than not, you hear his name get plugged at the end of the show when Tyler goes around the room and asks us what we're doing over the weekend. And a lot of times, Jonathan and I are keeping a lot of the, the content going and growing at theracingexperts.com. And Jonathan is a motorsports journalist. He also works for the NBC affiliate in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Jonathan's a 2021 graduate of the University of Mankato with his degree in journalism. And, John, we know you've been a big fan of the show since day one. We're so happy, awesome, and honored.
3: That you're joining us this week on Let's Go Racing. Thank you, Dom. appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we go way back. I appreciate the shout-outs and everything. It's uh, fun to be here. Fun to be here with you guys.
0: Yeah, Jonathan. And uh, Jonathan's going to be chiming in on our discussion today as we dance around from different things. And where we want to start is looking back at this weekend at Kansas. Dominic, I'll start with you. Uh, Kurt Busch gets the win Brings that 45 car to victory lane. And when you looked at the performance of 2311 racing this year, they have really disappointed, especially I think everybody had put t- track houses like their, their measuring stick, their counterpart, as they both entered the sport at the same time. And track house has been phenomenal this year. 2311, not so much, but a really good weekend for 2311 for Kirk Busch to get the first-ever full-race win for that team.
2: I agree with that, Tyler. At the beginning of the year, they had some strong runs. Bubba Wallace in the Daytona 500, led a bunch of laps, it was a factor to win, finished second, I believe. Kurt Busch, I think, gave a lot of high hopes, too. I, I think we can all agree that team looked really good out of the gate, top fives at Atlanta and Phoenix to begin the year, and Kurt <laughs> Busch was looking like, hey, he's just going to point his way into the playoffs like he does every year. would be strong on that some some disappointing runs, and Denny Hamlin talking about the mistakes the pit crews that they've had over the weeks, and finally to see that team put the full race together. And by the way, Bubba Wallace, too, I think 10th place, really doesn't do justice to how well and how strong that team was. Overcoming two penalties on pit road to come back and finish top 10 in Bubba's best finish since that second-place finish in the 500. Overall, a great, a great day for 2311 racing. But you're right, Tyler, I think track house racing is a good measuring stick because these are two teams that entered at the same time, kind of that same background, celebrity staff, the sport with drivers and connections that, that run deep in the sport. So two-car team, I, I think there's a great comparison there with track house racing, and they finally get it done, like you said, in a full 400-mile race.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Jonathan, let's, let's go to you next. Uh, what was your kind of takeaways from uh, Kurt Bush's win on Sunday?
3: I think it's remarkable just the longevity Kurt Bush has. You know, 20 years ago, you could have said – Kurt Busch won the race, and it would have been, you know, not a surprise. Twenty years later, Kurt Busch wins, maybe a little bit of a surprise, but also not at the same time because, you know, Toyota—they've put a lot into Kurt Busch and 2311 to make this program succeed. Finally, starting to see some of the rewards for what they put into it. So it's awesome to see, uh, Kurt Busch especially. He's now won in 19 of his 22 full-time seasons, uh, one away from being like one of five drivers in series history to have 20 winning seasons. I mean, when you think of that, like Kurt Busch is one of the underrated greats of the sport. You know, maybe not with one team for a certain period of time, but certainly winning races, mainstay in the sport. It's awesome to see him you know, continue to have success. Also, Kyle Larson, too. I don't know how he finished third after he bounced the car off the wall three times, had it fishtailed out, but it was so much fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it was. And, David, for for Kirk Butch, now he's won with four different manufacturers. Dominic, I lost count how many teams it's been now that he's won with. Um, Even with just one championship, what he's been able to do from – team to team, car to car, different eras and such. Um, I mean, it's – he's got to be a first bout hall of favorite, right, David?
1: Well, I mean, everything you guys – he's a wheel man. I mean, he's, he's one of the best, you know. And, uh, you know, 20 years, I think he, he would have probably retired if, uh, you know, if he couldn't get the job done. Kirk Bush knows that when he steps inside, you know, he walks inside a racetrack, gets inside of his race car, that he has a, a shot at winning. And, uh, you know, he's been with so many different teams. Um, but, you know, what he brings to the tables is his expertise. You know, he's, he understands the race car. He knows how it works. He knows what he wants in a race car. He really can – he helps a lot of these different organizations. And I think it was awesome for 2311. I think it was a brilliant idea for Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan to bring a Kurt Bush into an organization that's just as new, a brand new, like they were. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Dominic John maybe spoke about it. Hadn't had the success that you thought they were going to have right outside the box that, you know, in the opener at Daytona, but I knew it wouldn't be uh, that far away until we saw Kurt Bush, you know, come to the front, you know, obviously, uh, you know, and, and you're right, Tyler, he's a hall of famer. No doubt about it. And uh, I love it that 20 years, 22 years later, and I think Jonathan mentioned it, you know, he's won in 19 season of his 20-year cup career. Amazing. You know, it's, a, it's just amazing. And it's a testament to his ability and, and his talent level. And, you know, the guy, you look at Kurt Busch, you know, he's still in good shape. And I think that burning desire to win and to, to compete is obviously still there. And, uh, man, I think it's awesome. You know, I hope to see Kurt Bush win, you know, 10 more years from now. You know, who knows? But it's, uh, you know, to hear Jonathan speak about that longevity as a cup racer. But what's interesting about it is how long he's been a winning driver. You right. know what I mean? And a lot of times, you know, you, you look at some of the superstars, Hall of Famers of the sports, and, man, they were good for 12 years, 13 years. And they kind of faded away or fell off.
0: Yeah, Bobby but, Labonte is a great example. Of that. Yeah, yeah. But man, you look
1: at Kurt Busch, man. Nineteen years is one of race and out of his twenty year Cup uh, Cup career, it's just amazing, you know. And then you know, here he is, twenty years into a Cup season. I don't think we're, I don't think we've seen the end of Kurt Busch anytime soon, you know. And um, you know, I think they're just probably, you know, y'all were just talking about Bubba Wallace. I did not watch the race. I'm, I'm hopefully going to watch it tonight. But to have Bubba Wallace finish 10th in the top 10, I mean, that's that's uh, seems like uh, 2311 is starting to hit their stride and, in in uh, you know, with the support of Toyota, uh, you know, and their great engineers and their crew chiefs and, you know, the Michael Jordan brands and all the brands th- that are behind that organization, you know, I, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you know how it is, guys. We talk about it every weekend and week out, you know, once you win that first race and, you know, seems like uh, more will follow. You know what I mean? So I think we can, you'd be interested to see how the next two, three, four races turn out for him because, I mean, we'll have, it'd be kind of cool to see Kurt Busch, you know, be, be one we'll be talking about that's the con- championship contender again. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, Dominic, mm-hmm. for me, the thing that, that's so fascinating too, you know, if, if we said, let's go back, let's say even a year or two ago, Kurt Busch wins at Kansas, we're like, okay. Cool, I guess. You know, I mean, like it's there's not much of story to it, but with the circumstances that we were talking about this past weekend, you know, now he's in the twenty three eleven Toyota car, the forty five, uh, you know, had the Air Jordan colors on it and such, and uh, that forty five number, of course, uh, with the blessing of the Petty family, and being on the anniversary of when Adam Petty passed away too, and. And the number 45, what it means to them. I mean, all of that was, uh, was so unique. This was not just a, a regular win in Kansas by any means.
2: I think you're right there. And Justin Long NBC Sports were a really good feature on that. And I think that's something that's certainly going to, Jonathan, I think you could agree with me that we'll be up for an award with the National Motorsports Press Association, how well that was written and how well that story was told. But my gosh, 34 wins, Kurt Bush in in this story detailed career he has been consistently he always makes teams better i think that's what the legacy of kurt busch is going to be when we look back 10 15 20 years from now we look at kurt's contributions to nascar every team that he was a part of he made them just a little bit better he elevated that team's stature and made them a little bit better he found it he, he left it a little bit better than he found it as they would say and, and tyler i think you have a really cool story i think that you should share with our audience, because you did get the chance to talk with Kurt, and there was that uncertainty when he made that video driving the one car in Key West Bridge. Is he going to retire? Is he going to run the next-gen car? He actually talked with you a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I I remember uh, it was, gosh, this was um, the Kansas race weekend 2020, 2021. It was 2020. It was right before the pandemic when we knew the next-gen car was on its way. Um, when we thought it was going to come in 2021 at that time. And uh, I remember asking Kurt, I said, you know, because he, he had that cryptic video, you know, with Monster, and everybody's like, what does this mean? So said, is he retiring? And uh, I asked him, you know, what, what's your future in the sport look like? And there was uncertainty with Ed Ganassi at the time because we all knew Ross Chastain was working his way up and such. And Ross has proven that obviously he belongs in, in top equipment. But uh, I remember uh, him saying to me, he said, look, you know, I want to keep doing it this and I want to race this new car. He made a point that he wanted to drive the next gen car. And if you go back and look at the test, the test sessions, who was the guy leading the way for a Toyota in those test sessions? Kurt Bush. Kurt Bush was the guy that w- wanted this, I think just as much as anybody to see how this car would run. There were some guys that, I won't mention any names, Don, that kind of ran away from this new car that didn't want anything to do with it. And guys like Kurt Busch embraced the challenge, embraced the opportunity. And, and Jonathan, I, I would say that it's it's paid off for Kurt Busch. You could see on Sunday just the excitement, the energy, the emotion he had about winning for Michael Jordan, winning in that new car, winning for Toyota.
3: Oh, yeah. I think every Kurt Busch win we've seen over the last – three or four years has been excitement and like a first career win because it's really felt like kurt bush has been on borrowed time because back in 2019 we thought kentucky this might be his final win las vegas might be his final win atlanta you know again kansas but you know it, it, it's exciting to see because so often we see you know veterans get deep into their career they're excited to win Of course, you know, you kind of get into that point where you're winning, 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 going, going. I'd like to see it. And also, I love seeing Denny Hamlin's reaction as well. Jamie Little was doing, of course, the interview on pit lane with him. And Kurt came by and we got the in-car camera and saw Denny and Kurt interact. And Denny had tears in his eyes. I mean, how often do we see that of Denny Hamlin tearing up and being excited? And you saw Kyle Busch there, of course. That's been fun to watch has been Kurt and Kyle. You know, back in 2007, you remember the All-Star race where they said they wouldn't be invited to each other's Thanksgivings and whatnot after they wrecked. And now after every time Kurt Busch wins, you see Kyle Bush cracking a smile, excited, having fun. It, it's all around. It's just fun when Kurt Bush wins. And just to see, I think, too, how a veteran is still doing as well as he is. Because we've seen some, like, like you mentioned, like, so many veterans who have retired. You know, Jimmy Johnson, we've seen Matt Kinseth, we've seen other drivers who've gone away. And Kurt Busch is still out there winning and doing well. So it it just brings excitement to the sport.
0: Yeah, it does. It's one of the most interesting stories I think you could think about when you talk about the history of NASCAR, is uh, what all Kurt's gone through from Roush to Penske and how that ended at Penske to going to Phoenix Racing and Furniture Row and Haas and Ganassi and now in 2311 and all the bumps uh, along the way and such. It's been uh, quite the story of uh, Kirk Bush on uh, that front there. Uh, Moving on, uh, looking ahead to uh, this weekend at uh, Texas. David, Texas is such a special place for you. Uh, You've been there since the very beginning of that place. Uh, Tell the folks uh, about... Texas Motor Speedway,
1: and what it means to you. Well, I mean, as you know, I love all the racetracks. They're all special. And uh, Texas is just a great place. You know, when I was uh, just getting my NASCAR career started, the racetrack was, uh, was there. And uh, kind of like, you know, kind of grew up together, I guess you could say, you know. And uh, obviously having our NASCAR racing school there since the place before we'd even opened up. Uh, it's just a special place for for my me and my family we just love it and uh, all the all the people there's been so many people and sponsors giving me opportunities to drive their race cars over the year locally uh, and throughout Texas you know uh, you have a time uh, a chance for them to come to the races see them give them tickets get them garage passes it's just been it's just cool but I you know it's cool to race it. Anybody's home track, you know what I mean? It's always fun. You hear about Kurt Bush and Kyle Bush and Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Brendan Gone, my buddy, that we used to race pretty hard together for years, you know, he would always win the truck race at Texas Motor Speedway. And <laughs> I've won one at Las Vegas. He said, dude, we got this stuff. We got to get this right. You know, you need to win at Texas. I need to win in Las Vegas, you know. But uh, I don't know. It's just a great racetrack, a lot of great people, Kenton Nelson. I've been there for uh, assistant general manager, been there since day one. And I don't know, I just love all the people, love the racetrack, uh, love the fans. It's just a, it's a cool racetrack. And, and, uh, uh, you know, I I love them all, you know, don't get me wrong. Daytona, Talladega, Martinsville, Bristol. I mean, just, I just love to race, but it's very special to me because it's my home track and that's what makes it kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it is such a neat place and, and uh, Dominic, uh, Texas Motor Speedway, you know, th- this all-star race that they're getting to host, uh, you know, last year did such a good job with the all-star race. Uh, you know, I mean, I-, I wondered how it would fare of getting away from the traditional 500-mile race. But uh, last year we saw them put on quite the show uh, with, with the, the all-star race. And we've seen over the years where Texas maybe – too many green flag laps kind of drags on and such. I think the all-star format's a good fit for Texas.
2: It sure is. And in the different stages and segments of the race and how it's broken up. I was telling anybody, hey, if you're going to watch a race, watch this weekend. It's going to be cool. The open, try guy's trying to get in and the fan vote. And then you get the all-star race. It's a shortened version of what you would typically see on a Saturday night or a Sunday race. So, no, a lot of excitement around the Texas Motor Speedway. And I was very excited because we were all there last year. And then for them to announce that the all-star race would return in 2022 to Texas. Very exciting. I'm glad SMI made the caller. I, I think it's a great, a great race and it's not going to disappoint this weekend. You guys, y'all just like to hang out at Mark Tate's condo because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, too, that's, pretty fun. that's a nice little
1: <laughs> there too. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty awesome. Mark Tate's great friend, great man. Uh, he has got an awesome condo, him and his wife. And, uh, it's always a lot of fun, but you know, I, I uh, I've been so busy, I guess I asked the question, you know, there's some kind of, what about the qualifying format? What's going
2: on there? Have you heard anything? Now break that down for us, Jonathan. How's the whole format going for the All-Star Race this year?
3: Yeah, so this qualifying is going to be a lot of fun. So everybody does one lap, and then uh, it's going to be in reverse order of the owner points, and then the top eight advance to a head-to-head elimination-style bracket. Now, what does that mean? The top eight qualifiers from round one, uh, will face off it will be two cars each a stage side by side and pit stalls near the end of pit road uh, they'll perform a four tire stop and then they'll exit the pit stall onto the track and the first car to the finish line advances to the next round and then the final pairing goes for the pole so it's kind of like if you guys remember of course at the convention center the old picker challenge where they go side by side down the lane and Whoever gets done the fastest wins, mixed with some of what we've seen where they've had to pit one lap and then go back out and do it. So it's a little bit of both. It's going to be fun. going to be very unique. I've never seen something like this before.
0: Well, and uh, traditionally speaking, I don't know if they're they're still doing this or not, but that all-star qualifying, uh, it can scare the crap out of you if you're on pit road because there's no speeding limit.
3: And now returns, no speed limit either.
0: <laughs>
1: no I mean, limits, I mean, right? No <laughs> limits, Texas. They live no up to the name. Hey, I wouldn't want to be one of those crew members, though. I'm stuck with sure. Man, you know, no speed limit. I mean, heck, this that's old school NASCAR racing right there, you know?
2: Well, I got to yeah. ask you, too, David, because you've run the Open before. You were in the Open last year at Texas Motor Speedway. So for you, is, is it weird or is it different to to not be a part of that Open field this time around?
1: Oh, man, it was just, uh, you know, uh, driving for Carl Long, NBM Motorsports last year, and for Carl to give me the opportunity to run the open race, uh, it was just kind of cool, you know what I mean? It was a cool deal. Our car was pretty competitive at times, and, uh, you know, knew it was a long shot, but, man, it was just awesome. It was awesome. It's awesome to have the all-star race at the Texas Motor Speedway. I mean, you know, for all of us, I think any NASCAR fan or, you know, anybody in the industry, that all-star race where it pays a million dollars. That's amazing for one race pays a million dollars. That's unbelievable. And uh, you know, for all the years it was at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, it was cool for the sport to kind of change it up, send it to different tracks. And uh, I just think it's cool. We have it here at the Texas Motor Speedway. But man, what a, what a exceptional race. I wish they had an all-star race for the truck series and the expenditure series. Why don't they have that, guys?
0: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Uh, you know, this weekend, uh, I believe it's a, a triple header weekend with Xfinity and Truck running points paying races with Cup running the uh, All-Star race this weekend. But uh, that open field, tell tell us about that. Uh, J- Jonathan or Dominic, uh, either one of you have the, the entry list. Uh, who, who are the open drivers up for grabs?
3: Go ahead, John. Yeah, you, you you got some good names in there. I mean, you have Tyler Reddick, you have Austin Dillon, you have Chris Buescher, Daniel Suarez, guys who have been on the cusp of winning but just haven't broken through yet. I think this going to be a lot of fun. You know, we've often seen it with the open race that it's been one of the best races of the whole weekend. You know, I, I remember Bubba Wallace made a three-wide pass in the grass a couple years ago. I think it was in the 2019 race. We saw Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson beat and bang for the win back in 2016. So a lot of fun. And it also gives these drivers a chance to really showcase what they'll do to win. Because, I, you know, we often see guys like Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, who have won many races, but these guys, you know, like uh, Daniel Suarez, who's never won before, like a uh, Tyler Reddick, who's never won before. You get that chance to really showcase that, so it's fun. John, tell I think this, back David, to Mike uh, Bliss.
2: I think Mike Bliss in the Open oh. in 2005, getting turned, coming to the – was it the white flag or the checkered checker checker flag? Brian Becker. Checkered flag. got into the All-Star, All-Star race. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but tell me this, David. Uh, the Open of the opportunity <laughs> it provides uh, for somebody to the win that usually <laughs> doesn't win typically – is that can that be a big confidence boost, especially as we get ready towards the second half of the regular season? What should taste that victory of some sorts to, to get some momentum for as we go into the seven months here? Man, I really
1: think it does. Just hearing Dominic and and uh, Jonathan talk, you know, uh, you know, the names that they were mentioning uh, Tyler Reddick, you know, uh, Daniel Suarez. I mean, uh, cars that have been really, really fast week in and week out, and, and we're surprised that, we, that they haven't won a race yet. But, you know, and, and I think you know, no matter if it's the open race, trying to make the all-star field, uh, but once you win, the momentum, you know, what it does for your organization, your team, uh, you know, I just think the momentum behind that, You might know, you might not even go on and win the all-star race, but just to win the open race, you know, I think you can carry that momentum with you the, the rest of the year or the next month, you know? So, you know, a win is a win. And, uh, you know, and I, and I think the open race, like Jonathan was saying, it's one of the most exciting races because of the way it finishes and people passing through the grass, spinning each other out. It's just, it's just amazing. You know, I love the format, but I think, uh, you know, Hey, anybody wants to win any kind of race and, yeah. uh, to see, you know, Daniel Suarez or whoever win that open race. I think, uh, you know, that's going to be exciting for them, and I think it can carry some momentum in the future.
0: Uh, Jonathan, uh, let's move on and talk about the all-star race itself. Last year, this kind of got things started for Kyle Larson of the great season that he had. The all-star race win really got the wheels turning for that five-team last year uh you you think we could see that have that effect here for the all-star race could even though it's not points paying you know it's a million dollars online which I I don't even think that's big of a deal the rich get richer these guys are already worth a lot of money anyway um (laughs) but you know I mean uh do you think there there could be a a big push as somebody gets on a a big momentum run if they win uh this weekend in the all-star race here
3: Certainly, you know, you got you got someone like Ross Chastain, who already has had a lot of success and a lot of momentum coming into this race. Uh, he's someone I'd watch for. Uh, Denny Hamlin, uh, Dom and I were talking on the phone the other day, and we were talking about how they described themselves as the most dangerous 22nd place team in the field, you know, and just had a yeah, great wording, right? Uh, you know, they just had a good fourth place finish, you know, some momentum to build off of. They could win here, win the all-star race. I think that could really catapult them because they've been fast. They just haven't had the results, haven't had the luck. Uh, I think of 23-11, again, you know, Kurt Bush, Bubba Wallace, good speed. If they can reel off another win, albeit not a points win, but a win in general, that'd be huge. Ryan Blaney as well too, hasn't won yet, but had a lot of speed, so lot of different guys who could really use this race well
1: you know somebody who, who who's who been really running really strong here the last three or four races ricky stenhouse man it's amazing how yeah how good he's mm-hmm. been you know pretty was pretty it shot, dover, yeah. that he, dover where he finished second mm-hmm. and uh, man he uh, they uh, it's amazing uh you know that their organization and how good they are now and uh i mean i think he's an open race as well
0: yeah yeah, um, he uh, he is. And when uh, when I look at this uh, lineup of the uh, the open drivers, uh, who Jonathan had mentioned earlier, here's what I'm thinking, Tom. Um, for our listeners and viewers of the podcast out there, uh, I am only authorizing that people can vote for people that have been on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so that means <laughs> that uh, you can vote for B.J. McLeod, or uh, Landon Castle. Uh those are the two drivers. <laughs> that don't on this show. So uh, those are the only drivers I'd be voting for, and those are the only drivers we're promoting. I think that sounds fair, right, David? <laughs> hey, I think that's fair game from our side anyway, you know
1: what I mean? That might not be from the, the other side, but that's fair game for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, if, if I had to guess, though, who's going to win the uh, fan vote on uh, that fan vote list, uh, I think Tyler Reddick is uh, is probably going to be the guy. I would be shocked based on the way that Tyler Reddick has run lately and his popularity building up. I think he's pretty much barring the car wrecking in the open, Dominic. He's a lock to get in.
2: Well, I you think you're right. NASCAR released earlier this week, I believe on Monday the 16th, on who the top four drivers are in no particular order, but ABC order that is Eric Jones would be at the top. You'd have Corey LaJoy, Tyler Reddick, and Daniel Swartz. so one of those four are likely going to be your all-star voters. But I could see all four of them making the case for winning stages in the open and, and advancing that way and not even having to rely on the fan vote.
0: And that's what they want. They don't want to have to rely on the fan vote if they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, uh, when, when we look at the, uh, the favorites uh, for the race, obviously we mentioned Kyle Larson, he's the uh, defending race winner. But uh, who are some names you're watching for, Jonathan, uh, to come away with the All-Star win here?
3: I think I mentioned before, uh, Ross Chastain. He's been fast everywhere. Uh, I think he's going to be fast again. You know, you look at someone like Kyle Larson, of course, Texas, won last year, but you mentioned him. Um, Guys like, you know, maybe Nair Camarola or someone, you know, this race has been – home to some drivers who maybe haven't been as strong so far in the season, but kind of get that little breakthrough like uh, Ryan Newman back in 2009. So I think he might have some success at Chase Briscoe, of course. You got AJ Allmendinger. Um, of course, that colleague number 16 has had some pokes of speed. Kyle Busch, some guys to watch for.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, Dominic, I was thinking about this with the All-Star Race. Um, You know me, I'm a general sports fan. I'm not actually going to be there this weekend. Uh, I got to cover the uh, PGA Championship back in Tulsa. Um, But, you know, typically with all-star events, I don't know about you, David, I can't stand them usually. I hate the NFL Pro Bowl. It's terrible to watch. The NBA all-star game's a joke. The MLB all-star game isn't what it used to be. Most all these all-star games are just terrible. The NASCAR all-star race, I give these guys a lot of credit, Dominic, because they're actually – putting in effort for the, these guys, they don't race any different in the All-Star race as they would any other week, maybe even a little more aggressive, a little tougher. I mean, they uh, uh, there's, there's no week off for these guys like we typically see in other sports with an All-Star event.
2: Well, I go back to 1994 and you look at that All-Star race, right? Ernie Irvin, Jeff Bodine, Dale Earnhardt battling for the win. Jeff Bodine ultimately came away with the win. It was his first win as an NASCAR owner and driver, and, and the first win after taking over for Alan Kuliki's team after Kuliki had died the year before. And I've talked to the guys that worked on that team, and they're like, that win just sparked so much momentum for the rest of our season. They went on to win three more races and were a factor in more races than not. But not just that example, but you're right. The all-star race is taken so seriously. Look at Mark Martin winning the race in 2005. We, we can arguably say by winning that race, He stepped out of retirement. He was willing to come back for another year, and that turned into another eight years. This all-star race can definitely have some career-changing abilities. I I think you look at the driver win the Daytona 500. Did they win the Coca-Cola 600? The Darlington Southern 500. The all-star race is up there. I would say the all-star race is in the top five of the most coveted races in NASCAR.
0: Yeah, it's up there for sure. We will uh, get to our news and notes segment. Y'all
1: forgot one thing. Tell us. A million dollars, dude. Oh, yeah, the money. Uh, they're so, all rich already, though, mm-hmm. I guess The steal is a million dollars. But it can for, be a good motivator, though. Absolutely. So, Why not and, a million more? Absolutely. Hey, what's another million?
0: <laughs> oh. but anyway,
1: that's a motivator right there, I believe.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Our news yeah. and notes are coming up in just a moment. But before we do, we are presented by Ticket Spire, the official ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway, which their Cup race is coming up here in just a couple of weeks. David won there back in 2004. And fans can get tickets to any type of event right there, Worldwide Technology Raceway or other sporting events, concerts, and theater productions. Ticket Smarter is committed to helping those in need by donating $1 from every transaction to various charity organizations. Head over to TicketSmarter.com to find tickets for upcoming events. That's TicketSmarter.com. David, uh, real quick on that, by the way, since we mentioned it, the St. Louis weekend that's coming up, our friends at Ticket Smarter, they're the presenting sponsor for that race weekend. They're putting on a big concert festival out there. Going to be the first cup race ever at Gateway, the return of that track. Uh, it's going to be quite the show that uh, it's going to be put on there uh, to kick off the month of June. Man, no bad about it. The, the The race fans
1: around that part of the country are just amazing, you know, with all the dirt track racing they have around there. It's just uh, lots of great fans, and uh, it's awesome to see the Cup Series going to St. Louis. I think that's that's pretty awesome. It's, you know, traditionally it's always been trucks and Xfinity, and uh, it's really cool to see. I'm excited to see how the Cup cars race that track. It's such a cool, challenging racetrack. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a really great race. And to have Ticket Smarter, our sponsor, uh, be, a, be the presenting sponsor of that event is, is pretty awesome. I'm, I'm so proud and, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know the, the racetrack and the people in that part of the country, they're all excited, you know. And uh, I, ho- I hope it's just a home run for Ticket Smarter I hope uh, it's a home run for the racetrack, and I just hope it's a big success and we can see the Cup Series come back to
0: St. Louis after that. Yeah, it would be great to see. So uh, looking forward to that. Ticketsmarter.com for more information to get tickets to uh, that race there in St. Louis, the Worldwide Technology Raceway. I believe I'm going to be there as well. So I can't make it out to the All-Star Race this weekend, (laughs) looking forward to being in St. Louis here in a couple weeks. (laughs) All right, uh, news and notes time. Uh, Dominic, catch us up to speed. Uh, what do we have going on this week?
2: Well, we're talking about all these returns and all these different things that are going around the sport. What about the return of another manufacturer? So it was reported on May 13th that potentially from the Mopar Insiders, according to their news outlet, that Dodge could be making a return to NASCAR. Now, we know that Dodge left the sport in 2012 after winning the NASCAR championship with Brad Keselowski. They've had a 10-year absence from the sport, and they've come and gone before but could we see the potential of Dodge coming back and adding that fourth manufacturer to the Cup Series? Time will be remaining to see seen, but you know what, Tyler, brought up a great point. Like We get a fourth manufacturer back, Tony Stewart, NHRA, I, I feel like there could be some writing on the wall. There could be some validity to this.
0: Yeah, well, and, and what's interesting, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Dom, but Dodge didn't necessarily want out of the sport. They were kind of kicked to the curb with only being left with Penske. Like, they were kind of shun shown the door of some sorts you know back then and and their performance was so up and down and mostly down in uh, their most recent run of Cup that um, I'm sure that they would you know come back with a little edge to them, you uh, uh, D- David, let, let, let's start with you on this. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever driven for Dodge? What, what do you make of Dodge and, mm-hmm. and, and the idea of them possibly coming back? Man,
1: I, years ago, you know, I ran a, 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 the Dodge Ram pickup in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And man, tell you what, they had some strong, I mean, the race truck on the racetrack, their engines uh, was unbelievable. You know, and you think about NASCAR and Chevrolet and Toyota and Ford you know, it's kind of interesting that Dodge is not, because ever since I've been a part of it, Dodge has always been a, a major player in the industry side of our sport, you know, and you look at, uh, you know, uh, these manufacturers, they pour so much funding into our industry, uh, to, you know, we, uh, they want, they want their race cars to win races on Sundays and sell them on Mondays, you know what I mean? And, uh, and you look at all the great cars that Dodge has come out with over the last 10 years. It's amazing, you know. I mean, you know, you can't drive down the road and not see a Charger and all the different muscle cars that they have out here lately. And uh, it's surprising that, that that they have been out of the sport for 10 years because I think NASCAR is just, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, it's NASCAR and is is a great fit for that manufacturer all the manufacturers to be honest with you and I was just so surprised back then in 2012 when when Dodge kind of pulled out of the sport you know what I mean it's just because I, I think the sport I think the sport is good for Dodge and I, and I, and I think Dodge is good for our sport you know what I mean but uh, they got some cool cars out there and and the loyalty to Dodge I see these race fans all over the country You know, they're still proud of Mopar, Dodge, Chrysler. I mean, they have some very loyal fans out there. And I'm just, I don't know. I just, from a business standpoint, you would think that Dodge would have never left NASCAR just because they have great cars and you win races or you're out there. It's just a great platform to promote their automobiles. And, And I've always thought that NASCAR, the success of Chrysler, Dodge, Mopar, you know, I think a big part of it is because they've won so many races in our sport. You know what I mean? So, I uh, I hope that what what we're talking about here is, uh, you know, that it's. I hope they come back into sport sometime really soon, and I'd be really surprised if they don't.
0: Well, even when they left, Dominic, it, it didn't feel like that they were going to be gone forever. It, it, even at the time, it felt like, well, this is just a. You know, a season of sorts, and they'll they'll be back. You know, it never felt like they were in you know that far away that they just ridden off NASCAR of sorts. And for me, there's a couple teams that come to mind right away. Uh, obviously, Petty GMS with Richard Petty's long history with Dodge Chrysler. Um, you know, Pimsley obviously they won the championship with, although things appear to be pretty good with Ford. You mentioned Tony Stewart there, but. There's only a couple of teams that are really tied down to their manufacturers. Hendrick and RCR will never leave Chevy. Um, Gibbs will never leave Toyota. Uh, And then beyond that, it's kind of really anyone's ballgame, whatever manufacturer gives them the best offer essentially.
2: Well, we saw Joe Gibbs Racing take that leap of faith and go with Toyota Racing Development in 2008, and that investment really, really paid off. What about somebody like a Trackhouse Racing or a 2311 be, be that poster child for the new manufacturer, if that were to come in, Jonathan. I mean, Tyler kind of mentioned this a, a little back. So maybe I'm backstepping a little bit, but like how there was only going to be one team to go with in 2013. Had Dodge stayed at the sport, I don't. I'm curious if you had heard this too. That I mean, they would have had Penske and maybe Robbie Gordon Motorsports, and and Dodge didn't feel like that would have been a good fit moving into the next the Gen Six car.
3: Well, also another interesting element was uh, there was a heavily regarded uh, in the garage area was Michael Andretti was possibly going to come into the sport with Dodge and going to line up a deal with Kurt Busch, DHL, they had everything lined up, and then Dodge pulled the plug. So when you think about it now, you know, who are some names who might be looking at the sport? Might Andretti be looking at NASCAR again? You know, he's been, I, I heard something about how Michael Andretti was going around the F1 paddock, at Miami trying to get signatures from the different team principals yeah, to sure. petition to FIA. To add you know,
0: to it, Jonathan, yeah, he's in the yeah. process of getting an F1 team right now. And and mm-hmm. he's talked about he uh, you know going into NASCAR for a long time. He hasn't given up on that from mm-hmm. what we've heard either, that he's still very interested in the Dodge thing. Uh, Michael Andretti, if we That's had true. the Andretti's back in the sport, that'd be great, David. Oh, man, you know, absolutely. You know, anything's
1: possible, Um, You know, none of it would surprise me. I mean, there's always cool news coming out. You never know who's coming in, who's going out. But I think, uh, you know, Andretti, Dodge, I mean, that would be a a great fit. Uh, I think, uh, you know, my personal opinion is I think they're so involved in the F1 and IndyCar racing right now. I don't don't really see that happening. But, you know, anything's possible, you know. And, And, Tyler, you mentioned Petty. You know, Richard Petty's... You know, I think Petty and Chrysler, and Mopar, I mean, the success they had for as long as they had, you know, you would think that that would be somebody uh, that, you know, that, you know, kind of makes sense. But uh, but anyway, it's always cool that anything's possible, you know, and to have a new, a new guy like the Andrettis or Michael Andretti come into our sport, you know, uh, I think it'd be
2: awesome.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, let's get David Star Motorsports with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What we'll else are we going, Tyler?
2: Well, I think one of the other headlines from this weekend that deserves a little bit of a closer look is Denny Hamlin's fourth-place finish. Yeah, he had a front-row seat battle to, to Kurt Busch at the Kyle and Kyle show, but Denny Hamlin's fourth-place finish in the Adam Health 400 delivered his 200th career NASCAR Cup Series top five. So Hamlin is the 16th driver in NASCAR Cup Series history to hit that mark, 200 career top five finishes. Only other active drivers that have that would be Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch, 238 and 232, respectively. You have to go all the way back to the 1950s for the first time somebody hit that mark. And Lee Petty, three-time champion of the sport, was the first driver to hit 200 top fives. He's only the 16th driver, Denny Hamlin is, in NASCAR history to hit 200 top fives. I think that's a remarkable feat to hit.
0: That's incredible. That's uh, some good territory there, Jonathan. That is remarkable. And it's it's
1: remarkable that, that we even know that stat. <laughs> I mean, I would have had no idea, but unbelievable. I mean, to finish in the top five 200 times, that's, that's, I mean, no wonder that list is so short, you know, it's, it's amazing, you know, and I mean, it takes a long time to, to even get to 200 races. And when you finally get there and, and you, I, I don't know, that's just, that's incredible really. And, and, uh, unbelievable, man. And that's, you know, just shows the longevity of, of, uh, you know, uh, Denny Hamlin's career as well. You know, he's always a threat, week in and week out.
0: Jonathan, I, I Dominic, I would disagree on this. I'm right and he's wrong. <laughs> um, but, I mean, for me, I, I look at Denny Hamlin, I think he's the greatest driver that's never won a championship.
3: You know, I think he's up there. You have guys like Junior Johnson and Mark Martin, and of course, Carl Edwards. Uh, I, I think he's certainly up there uh, with those greats. You know, also three to 2, 500 wins. Uh, I, I I'll go in the middle of you guys and say he he's definitely up there as far as the greatest drivers to ever win a championship.
2: Yeah, we, we know Mark Martin's the top of that list in a discussion. Yeah, Tyler, what's, say, what's the next segment?
1: Uh, <laughs> I'd have to say Mark Martin myself.
0: Well, three days out of 500 wins compared to none. I mean five, five runner-ups up in championships
3: <laughs> in three different decades. I, I mean, come on, two different teams.
0: Uh, okay. Denny's not personal. Yeah, I mean, he's still winning. <laughs> okay.
3: Personally, I will pivot and say Junior Johnson. <laughs>
0: okay. So we have a, a room divided. That's okay. Diversity. We all win. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. <laughs> Dominic, anything else?
3: Nope,
2: that's it on the news and notes. So I, I think it's everybody's favorite segment up tonight. Is it Tell David? Is it Statement Dave? What's it called? It is uh, <laughs> ask,
0: ask Tyler. Ask, ask Tyler. Tyler. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's favorite segment. And it's presented by Ticket TicketSmarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard as the primary sponsor this year on David's 08 Ford Mustang. We want to tell you a little bit about what they do. Ticket TicketSmarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World truck race throughout the season. Visit TicketSmarter.com for more. That's TicketSmarter.com. Our uh, first question in the inbox this week is on the Twitter uh, from uh, somebody uh, we, we may know around here. Uh, at John Haverland uh, writes, for John, actually, the question is, John, what is the best place to eat in Minnesota?
3: <laughs> you know, I was anticipating this question because I saw it there. But uh, yeah, one place I love is Kyoto Sushi in Roseville, Minnesota. You go there, you pay, I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks and there's this whole menu front and back of sushi and noodles and chicken teriyaki and desserts and anything you think of for 20 or 30 bucks. It's all you can eat as long as you finish it. I love it. I am getting in a food coma thinking about it. Pizza, sushi rolls, avocado rolls, everything. Great place to go eat.
1: Hey guys, it sounds like we need to visit that restaurant.
0: Wow, oh, Dave yeah, and I went out to sushi a couple weeks ago. Yeah, was delicious. About star here? yeah.
1: But it ain't. It wasn't twenty, 20 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well,
0: let's let, let's have some state representation here, Dominic. Uh, where, where's one place people need to eat in New Mexico?
2: Jonathan, I think is eating here now that he's been a resident of New Mexico almost one year. But next time you guys, I can are challenge out of New you. Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> Next time you all are out here in New Mexico, it's a place called Los Cuatas. There's five locations in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Authentic New Mexican food. Tastes like it's coming out of your grandma's kitchen. Red and green chili, beans and rice and enchiladas and all this great food. Ipias. I don't know if you guys have ever had a ipia, but it's pretty much fried bread. It is so good. And when you guys are out here in New Mexico, we will go and take a, a taste at Los Cuatas. I visited you in New Mexico and you didn't take me there. I don't, You know we had we had a Whataburger. It's pretty
1: good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> hey, can I, can I tell you, Mom? Mom let, let me give you mine. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's Ooh. hear it. It's burger you can't, you can't beat it, dude. Your hamburgers <laughs> are amazing. Double cheese with meat, <laughs> man. Double cheese, lettuce, pickles, mayo, man. Unbelievable. The French fries are over the top with the great Dr. Pepper and the ice. And the, <laughs> And Dr. Pepper shake can't
2: beat it, dude. Well, I will tell you guys what, and Tyler, you were there as my witness when we went to go visit David out there a few months back over the Christmas break. I gotta tell you guys, you all know David's a creature of habit, and he enjoys the same thing on the menu. I got David <laughs> to try a grilled cheese with onion and lettuce and dip it in the spicy ketchup, and ate the entire wow. thing. It was pretty cool to see David deviate from his
0: usual. <laughs> stuff. Wow, you, you take David, uh, you. you you can make him happy by just giving him some Whataburger, uh, Olive Garden. Uh, his, Mexican his food. Mexican food. Uh, th- those options, he'll, he'll be pleased. You know? So I have
2: to ask you, Tyler, because you're going back there this weekend. Where's the best place to eat in Tulsa?
0: Okay. So I'm headed to Oklahoma this weekend for the PGA Championship. And uh, – I'm so excited, by the way, for my hometown to have this event. This is a big deal, and, and uh, for anyone that may be traveling, that's going up to Tulsa for this, uh, uh, you're going to run into some of the nicest people in the world uh, there in Oklahoma. I mean, we we got that uh, hospitality a lot like the Texans too. You know, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're neighbors. That you know? southern hospitality is uh, real. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and uh, you know, if if I had to pick one place to go to uh to tell people in Tulsa there's a if you want a burger there's a place called fat guys burger and like it's like a half pound of meat and they'll put anything you want you want peanut butter on it they'll put peanut butter on it you want mayo grilled onions cheese whatever they'll do it all just whatever you want on the burger they'll do it you just tell them them. green chili I think they do yeah okay hey Dom
1: yes what kind of race are we working with, man? He's a past our
2: race and he's
1: leaving, going to another state. What the hell, man? Hey, you know
2: what oh, that means? Boy. That means
0: more of, of, of Mark condo
2: to spend time with everybody for us.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, she so to have enough fun for, for both of us here. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Now. But I'll be in St. Louis in a couple of weeks, so It'll all be good. Uh, you you awesome.
3: know, you mentioned uh, the red and green chili. It is such a big thing here in New Mexico. We even have it on our license plate. I got a license plate with that. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: they got some badass <laughs> license plates. Those look wow. good. You know? Yeah. Dom, now, now uh, in New Mexico, what's that Mexican place, uh, Sadie's?
2: Sadie's, that's mm-hmm. another New Mexican restaurant. That's a staple in Albuquerque. Jonathan, I'm guessing you've eaten there now that you've got the chance to live in That New place is good. Mm hmm very good. Yeah, Sadie's, mm-hmm. Gardunio's, Los Clot's. There's some really good New Mexican restaurants. Did he David, say we'll Mercedes, you. Mercedes, <laughs>
0: Mercedes. I like it, Mercedes. <laughs> now, as, tex- as Texas's newest resident, the place in Texas I'd recommend uh, go to Amarillo and go to the uh, the, the steak place that uh, has a 72 ounce steak. Big Texan. Ooh. Big Texan. <laughs> David could probably eat that thing no not even close
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd put my
1: money behind Tyler if I had to <laughs> Ooh, uh, I think that might
0: have bridge too far uh, the next question this, uh, this, this question comes from in the email inbox from Condoleezza Condoleezza <laughs> wants to know <laughs> David when you're not racing who do you root for
1: yeah, that's, that's a great question. You know, I, uh, I'm a big Kevin Harvick fan, you know, Kevin's a, always been a great friend and, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I just, uh, like seeing Kevin do well, Kurt Busch, you know, I've reached a race with Kevin Harvick against him years ago and, and I raced with Kurt Busch in the NASCAR Winston West series. And, uh, these are just two guys that I cheer for. I was a big fan of uh, Jimmy Johnson's. And then, uh, you know, and uh, so those are some of the guys that I, that I cheer for. But definitely uh, Kevin
0: Harvick and, and, and
1: Kurt Busch. Okay. Kind of, kind of different, you know.
0: Okay, take the journalist hat off for a second, both of you. <laughs> Be real here. Who, who, who do you get excited about when they win? Who do you root for, Jonathan?
3: Oh, so when I was a kid, I was a big Jeff Gordon fan. Um, also, the first ever car that I saw when I was about three years old, my parents and I, we went to the local Lowe's and we saw Jimmy Johnson's rookie car. Uh, fun fact, Kurt Busch was actually the first driver I ever met when I was five years old. There's a picture of me uh, reaching my little, hand, little arms across the table with the like Big look of excitement to meeting Kurt Busch right before he won the championship in 04. So it's cool to see him still out there winning races and doing well. Uh, Mark Martin, of course, he doesn't race anymore. But, you know, love room for him back in the day. And, uh, yeah, any veteran it harkens back to my childhood.
0: Uh, but uh, you give me one name. Who do, you, who, who do you get happy about when they win now?
3: <laughs> I was pretty excited when Kurt Busch won yesterday. That was pretty fun to see. So we'll go with that.
0: Okay, I've always liked Kurt because he gives zero Fs, you know, I mean, he just goes out there and does his thing. I'm always liked when Kurt Wins. My guy, I would choose, if you made me choose one, I like Ryan Blaney. Uh, Ryan feels like, David, uh, a, a new age, old school racer, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you could put Ryan Blaney in a time machine, race him 30 years ago, and he would have fit right in. Absolutely,
1: no doubt about it. That's- <laughs> That's a good one right there, Tyler. I like that. But yeah, he is. Uh, you know, it's uh, he's just a cool, cool dude. That's for sure.
0: I always Dominic too. For a while, I was rooting on the guys I had interviewed that that had come on my radio show and my podcast. And then after a while, it's like I started counting them up. I'm like, oh, I think I've almost interviewed everybody now. I mean, <laughs> so, so that kind of wore off. Who, who do you who do you like to see up front, Dominic? Yeah,
2: I think the same thing. Kurt Busch is pretty cool to see up front because that's a throwback to yesteryear for me. I think I felt that way about Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Newman, a lot of these guys that I grew up watching. But man, one of the guys, I never had the chance to really see him race, but I got to see the telling of his career was Jeff Bodine. I think it would have been so cool to to be a fan in the 90s and and watch the sport as it was progressing in its heyday. Jeff is somebody I certainly got to enjoy watching at the end of of his career. And uh, Tyler, you and I were talking about this at Texas in October. I mean, we both grew up Cheering and enjoying watching jeff gordon race but man seeing david on the track even in that cup race yeah. in november or october david was picking off cars one by one and he finished 22nd i mean i got more excitement rooting david on than i did watching jeff gordon because i think there's that personal connection we have yeah. today
0: yeah. oh yeah yeah I, I always uh i always tell people they ask this is the fair of driving, I well, David Starr, but, you know, it maybe beyond David, you know, Ron Blaney or someone else, you know, so, so yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's some
2: great stuff there. Guys, <laughs> well, I'll have you know too, Dave, my, my fiancee Felice, who's been on this show, you're her favorite driver. So. Uh, oh, well, that's, awesome. Hey.
0: <laughs>
1: that's awesome. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, very blessed. And, and like I told you, I know it's your birthday, Dom, but it's, uh, you know, having the career and being able to live the dream that I have lived as long as I've lived it, and I'm not I'm not done anytime soon. Uh, every day's my birthday, brother. So no I love that. You know what I mean? So yeah, love it. All right. Yeah.
0: So before we go, um, real quick, David, uh, any uh, any advice to Dominic? Don't kiss his ass or anything. You know, but, uh, <laughs> anything he needs to know as he enters age uh, twenty eight. <laughs>
1: No, I think Dom's done okay for himself. He's doing great, man. Just, just keep living like every day's your birthday, Dom. You're gonna be all right, you know. Good advice, appreciate that. Bro. Keep on
3: keeping on being a good bro. You know?
0: Oh, uh, I, I don't feel like saying. Yeah, I, I think. Happy birthday has got some copyright stuff on it, so probably, uh, probably can't stick it here. Okay, but we'll keep that for off the air, uh, Dominic. Uh, tell us, uh, you got the birthday this week, but then uh, you're traveling uh, out here in Texas this week. Tell us about that, man. What's going on with you, Dom? Are you yeah. going
2: to the PGA golf tournament or you or what are you doing? <laughs> no, I, I'm actually going, I, I'm not covering regional golf, I'm covering regional racing, so <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at the all star race with, with Felicia. she will be shooting photos with us, Marcus Lino, who's been a part of our team in the past. His, has been a part of the team. He'll be with us at Texas this weekend as well, shooting. And actually, I get to talk in front of this dude's back now, Jonathan Field, who always helps <laughs> with our team coverage. He'll be helping us out like he always does. So, so it takes team effort to, to get what we do at the Racing Experts. And 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 appreciate everybody that's a part of the team. And, and it'll be the four of us carrying, carrying the team at the All-Star Race Week, and I look forward to it. It's going to be awesome to see Dave. Tyler, we're going to miss you out there. But yeah, we'll have some fun. It may or may not be having some babysitting dudes, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh,
0: yeah, you, know, you get, get get ready for it all, um, Jonathan. Uh, when are we gonna see you on a racetrack again, man? Uh, appreciate you joining us uh, and uh, hanging out with us
3: today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll be back at the racetrack for sure. Las Vegas and Phoenix coming up in the fall for the playoff races. Uh, be heading home for in a little bit, but definitely gonna try and make it to racetrack sometime this summer. And I mean, uh, John Havlin, shout out to him again. He he said it best the racetrack is a happy place and uh, anytime i can be in my happy place it's a good time so for sure las vegas and phoenix though. So.
1: that is a great statement the racetrack is a happy place i tell people even on a our worst race, have bad luck. It's still not a bad gig at all.
2: Carl Edwards <laughs> mm-hmm. said it best. One of your former competitors, Dave. I'd rather have a bad day at the track than a good day at the office. Absolutely. true.
1: Absolutely. No doubt about it. And being it. at the golf
0: yeah. course is also a good option, too. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about Ooh. that, dog. I don't know about that, you know. <laughs> Boys, uh, have a, a great time in Texas. I will miss seeing your uh, lovely faces. But, nonetheless, uh, we'll be uh, – with each other uh, here again soon. And uh, as always, you can subscribe to Let's Go Racing with David Star. New episodes out each and every Wednesday Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube. Make sure to leave us a five star review or don't leave us one at all. You can also uh, check us out on social media Facebook.com forward slash David Star Podcast, Twitter at Star Podcast, and by email David Star Podcast at gmail.com. We'll put the checker flag out on this episode. See you right back here. For another edition of Let's Go Racing. David Starr, Jonathan Fell, Dominic Harrigan, I'm Tyler McSolan. For another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll see you next